All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A magnificent Monday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where uh, you can... Now the games, casino, lotteries, your one-stop shop. Stay within your limits. PlayAlberta.ca. Also, a big shout-out to uh, everybody watching online on Oilers Nation YouTube, where the temperature in the city, despite it being cold outside, drive safe, by the way. Intersection's a little slippery. Hopefully, it'll be better on the way home. An injury to Connor McDavid, albeit... Arguably best case scenario because he's only going to be out one to two weeks, not one or two months. So uh, that's obviously a much better news for the orders and their fans. Uh, we'll di- we'll dive into it a little bit. Uh, if, if you watch it with McDavid, uh, ask Jed Roberts, of course. Uh, Jed, a uh, longtime member of the Edmonton Elks, uh, he's uh, he was hearing impaired. Uh, didn't speak himself till he was seven. And uh, obviously he was a very good lip reader. So I asked him, because you saw in the video in the game, he's, McDavid's talking to uh, to TD Force, and he said it looked like he kind of tore something. Now, I, I spoke to Jed afterwards. We're going to have Grand Fedorik on from leading his physio, because some people, I think, when they hear tear, they think, oh, my goodness, that's awful. But lots of times you can tear a muscle when you're working out. And in, in essence, you try to do that a little bit, to build up your muscle strength. So we'll talk to, to Grant about how, yes, you can tear something. It doesn't always mean, oh, my goodness, this is awful. There's much different levels of severity when it comes to a tear. 
Now, maybe it's a little slight tear in your hip flexor. Maybe it's in your back. Maybe it's an oblique. It was clear it was on the left side. Everybody saw it where McDavid was uh, was in discomfort. So no one knows 100%, and the orders aren't going to tell you exactly what it is, and that's fine. But this is good news, and if it's one or two weeks, people who have treated professional athletes, they can give you a better sense of what it might be based on the timeline. Right? Can you have an oblique heal that quickly? I don't know. That's why we'll ask Grant. So he will join us coming up at about uh, 40 minutes time. Uh, Bronte will be by Terry Ryan, of course, uh, here on Monday. Uh, you heard the, the uh, clip from Connor Halley. It's game seven, baby. And you should, as a hockey fan, there's only one game tonight. So you can focus everything on the major leagues of baseball, the Rangers and the Astros. There is nothing better. I don't care what sport, baby. NBA, MLB, NHL, game seven is awesome. WHL, AHH, any league, man. I don't care what you're playing. When it's a best of seven, it's just it builds up, it builds up, and now you're like, okay, somebody's going to the World Series and somebody's going home disappointed. And uh, it will be much-watched theater tonight. And then tomorrow, of course, the NHL, 32 games. Now, the thing I'm going to watch closely, Connor Halley, they have the scheduled start times. How many do you think are going to be on time? Because if they are, we got a real problem here. Actually, we don't have a problem. We have a solution because this means they can actually start games on time at the time they announce them. This this could be a breakthrough. I can't wait. There's 16 games. I'm going to see how many of them are starting because they're supposed to start at like you know, the, the first one. I think is Toronto and Washington at uh, at six our t- or six uh, Eastern, right for our time, and uh, then it just goes from there. So. We'll uh, we'll see how many because uh, there it's it's at six and then it's uh, six thirty then six forty five seven seven fifteen seven thirty seven forty five eight eight fifteen eight thirty eight forty five Oilers nine p.m. Eastern which is uh, seven o'clock Edmonton time then nine fifteen nine forty five ten thirty and the late game in Vegas Yowzer starting at uh, eleven which I guess uh, Eastern time that means it's uh, eight o'clock. Pacific time. So not terrible for the locals. So not ideal on a Tuesday, but again, not terrible. And uh, Golden Knights fans, trust me, they're not going to be complaining. Their team is 6-0. It's a perfect start. Uh, NHL record start, in fact. No defending Stanley Cup champion has ever started a season 6-0. and The Oilers, after they won the Cup in 85, went 5-0 and in 85-86. But now Vegas has set a new mark. Con man, how many do you think the games will actually start there? Or if it says six, that means they're all going to be seven minutes later. And then it's going to be 30 and then 22 and then 37. I'm curious. I'm very curious. Of 16 games, I would say seven will start on time. I'm going with a low number. and Like I'm hoping, right at 645 and right at 630? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think some of these markets do get it and, and they'll find a way to get it done. Actually, you know what? If we're going with those actual start yes. times and they're not listed as 707, I'm yeah. going zero. I'm <laughs> changing on the fly here. None of them will start when they say on NHL.com okay. yeah. because they'll they'll go a couple minutes late. Very cool idea if they actually did it, and it's surprising me that it's taken so long to make this happen, but yeah, I got to go with zero. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there you have it happen. Hey, boys, does Play Alberta have an over-under on games starting on time? <laughs> 
It should be 0.5. You know, I might have to reach out to Rick at Play Alberta. We'll find out. Hey, get that line in. Oh, my goodness. Well, actually, no. Because you'd lose every time. Like, you'd win every time. Play Alberta would lose. They could never win. Because it's so obvious that the games never start on time. So that would be a, that'd be great for us. Bad for Play Alberta. So uh, also on the show today, we'll, we'll outline a little bit. Uh, life without Connor McDavid. It's been a while, Oilers fans. You got to close your eyes and think back to February of 2020. When Connor McDavid was injured, he missed six consecutive games between uh, February. His last game is February 8th, and then he returned on February 23rd. The Oilers had six games in between then. They went 3 2 and 1. They outscored teams 18 17. Is there an earthquake in the studio right now? What is happening? <laughs> I thought that was you. No, it's not me. We're going to see someone pull something in a couple minutes like, here. Someone's is, coming by. It is vibrating hard. The floor, <laughs> everything's shaking in here. I'm like, what is going on? You're right. Maybe they're uh, they're bringing something in the uh, entranceway, but I just don't see it yet. So, geez, I thought you and Declan were really excited about one of your fantasy teams or something <laughs> over there, but no, not the case. Uh, anyway, going back to the orders, they went 3-2-1. and one. They outscored teams 18-17. And so when you want, and I'm, I'm going to break down the roster, because I'll tell you right now, the orders roster today is a better roster. Well, definitely up front. And I would still argue on the blue line, the goaltenders, they're going to have to pull up their socks. No question. Here were the orders lines. Now, remember. This line, they kept it together. Nugent Hopkins, dry, subtle Yamamoto. That's when they went on that heater for 27 games, right? Yamamoto came out for the minors, and they were on fire. That's really what led to Leon Drysaddle winning the Hart Trophy. He had uh, 12 points in the six games without Connor McDavid. Nugent Hopkins had nine. Yamamoto had four goals. They scored a lot. They were the order's number one line. Because after that, do you know who the order's number two line was? And he guessed Connor Halley, and I base this off five on five minutes played. Their second line during that run. You want to guess? I don't think I've got a great answer for no, you. No, you wouldn't <laughs> have a great answer. I, don't, I, I could, most diehard order fan, unless they read my article, which they probably did because they're diehards, most would never have guessed that the second line to start was Josh Archibald, Riley Shahan, and Zach Cassian. Keep in mind, Zach Casson was the Oilers' fifth leading goal scorer that year. He had 15 goals. James Neal was also hurt during this time. He had 19 goals in 55 games that year. He was the Oilers' fourth leading goal scorer. So it was not only just McDavid who was out. There was also Neal. Cassian played the first two games. Then he got suspended. Remember when he was a, he kind of stepped on Matthew Joseph, stepped, kicked, whatever term you want to use. He got, a, I think it was a seven-game suspension. Six, five, I can't remember the amount. But anyway, he didn't play the final four games. So then... The second line became Tyler Benson, Riley Sheehan, and Josh Archibald for the final four games. Third line was Colby Cave, Jujar Kara, and Patrick Russell. And the fourth line was Gaetan Haas, Alex Chason, and uh, Sam Gagne. Now, Josh Archibald scored two goals, including the overtime winner against Florida. So he showed up when they needed it. You need different guys to kind of show up. But what led the orders during that streak was their penalty kill, which was 18 for 18. They didn't allow a power play goal. And then Mike Smith started four games. He had a 930 save percentage. 
Miko Kossin started two. He had a 931 save percentage. He went one and one. Smith went two, one and one. So the orders, can you win without McDavid? 100%. They can. But you know what's challenging for them is they go into a play. They're, they're meeting their anti-Nashville tomorrow. The orders beat up on the Preds for fun. The orders lose to the wild for fun. It's a team for, they can't beat them. For now, I think they've lost the last five straight to the uh, to the Wild. But if you go back even farther, it's it's been pretty big uh, domination um, for the orders by Minnesota during uh, McDavid's time in the NHL. So I'll, I'll just crunch the numbers for you. It's uh, it hasn't been pretty. The orders have won six of twenty one games against the Wild since uh, since McDavid entered the NHL. It uh, they just they've struggled against Minnesota. They play a patient game, and they just kind of pounce and wait for your mistakes, which Edmonton has a tendency to make, and away you go. The uh, If you look at the last, dating back, the uh, orders, they have lost. Actually, no. They have won one of the last nine against the Wild. So, we'll see. And in Minnesota, whew, they, uh, the last time they won in Minnesota was February 7th, 2019. Now, you can say they're due, but if they lose tomorrow, I don't think it's just because they don't have Connor McDavid. For whatever reason, that's a bad matchup for the Orders, historically. Now, maybe it changes, but historically, it's been a bad matchup for the Empton Orders. Uh, they will go in. I can tell you, every, every team, when you lose your best player, there's guys who are like, okay, we got to step up. And for and that's why one to two week injury, it's doable. If this was a month to two months, I could see there being legitimate concern. But the schedule maker has helped the orders. They play tomorrow after two days off. Then they play Thursday. Then they have two days off. They don't play till Sunday, Heritage Classic against Calgary. And then they have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off until Dallas is here. And it's the second half of a back-to-back for the Dallas Stars. So fatigue definitely won't be a factor. At all for the orders. And if you look, if McDavid's only out a week, he'd miss uh, three games. Some are wondering, could he be back for the Heritage Classic? I guess there's a chance. Right now, they announced it yesterday one week. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's seven days. So I guess in theory, he could play next uh, next Sunday. But if not, then he gets an extra Three days off, four days really until the next game on Thursday on November 2nd against Dallas. So keep uh, keep all that in mind. Uh, when you look at the order schedule, it doesn't seem like it's uh, it's going to be that terrible uh, of a long time uh, without McDavid. And if they can go two and two and he misses four games, that's probably a win considering they're one, three and one in the five games with him. So we'll get to that. You can always text us 833 401 1440. Also today, I'm excited about this. This is uh, fantastic. This is the uh, second year we've done this. Um, it was received incredibly well last year by all of you, uh, especially when we heard the story of the winner, which is the whole point of this contest. It's help your neighbor. Big thanks to uh, Legacy Heating and Cooling because they are going to provide the winner with a brand new 
high efficiency. Goodman GM nine C ninety six percentage high efficiency uh, two stage standard gas furnace comes with a thermostat to all the permit and the inspection fees. They'll even dispose of your old furnace, remove it for you, and it comes with five year labor, ten year parts, and a lifetime heater exchange warranty. Heat exchange warranty on the furnace. How it works? So every day from now until Friday, November seventeenth, uh, we will uh, have a contest and each day someone will qualify the person who qualifies you become the nominator and if your name gets picked out of the draw on monday november 20th you will win a pair of seats to the oilers um wild game in edmonton on december 8th okay uh also you are uh going to uh get a a Google Nest or Echobee smart thermostat, uh, courtesy of uh, installed, courtesy of Legacy Heating in your house. Okay, so you get to go to a game, you get something in your house, but most importantly, you're going to get to surprise someone and gift them a prize that's uh, going to help them for a long time. I right, think about getting a new furnace and how long that could last. And uh, last year, all right, it was pretty emotional for the uh, for the winner. She was stocked. We you know we call her up, we surprise her, get her on air. Tell her what she's won, who gifted it to her. It's great. So the only rules are, A, the person that uh, if you're a nominator, you have to be 18 years of age or older. And the person that you're going to gift it to has to own their home. Okay? They have to own their home. That is, uh, and they have to reside within 100 kilometers of Edmonton. Whether it's east, north, south, or west. Doesn't matter. So uh, those are the rules. And uh, then we will have the draw on the 20th. But we'll do it every day in the 4 o'clock hour. Different, different ways every day. Some days maybe we'll play trivia. Some days it'll just be a text and we'll prick a random uh, lucky texter. So think, get your thinking cap on about someone you know who could really use a brand new furnace. If you live in your house, you can't gift it to your wife, your husband, your partner, whoever it is. Okay? It's not how it works. So it has to be somebody outside of your home. Yes, it can be a sibling, but they cannot reside in the same home as you. And they have to own their house. So there you go. This is, uh, it gets a little chilly right now. And uh, think about somebody who's maybe got an old furnace. It's right on the fritz. This could be a game changer for them. So there you go. Coming up on the show today, uh, we have a loaded show as always. Uh, Bronte will join us uh, We'll get the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Uh, Grant Fedorik will be by. Uh, Terry Ryan, as always, from 3 to 5. Max Boltman will join us from Detroit. The Red Wings are on fire. Look at their power play. Their power play is like the orders. It's 39% right now. It was actually at 50. Then they went 0 for 3. <laughs> Losers. No, I'm kidding. Um, Annie Petrillo will be by. Christine Sinclair made her announcement official. How do you replace a legend like that? What does this mean moving forward for the women's national program? Speckle by, and then Kevin Woodley in the 5 o'clock hour as we are going to crunch the numbers on goaltending, which I know a lot of you got some questions about that. As always, we'll take your text, 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. And hey, they remind you, look outside today. Be sure to winterize your vehicle. Think ahead. Get an oil change. Some of you probably waited too long to get your tires changed. Don't wait too long. Get that oil change now. Book it in at jiffyloopservice.ca. Uh, we'll return on Sports 1440 live on Owners Nation YouTube. It's the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 2.22 on a Monday afternoon. Uh, drive safe. Please turn your lights on, folks. That's our reminder. Okay. 
Don't just get in your vehicle and think that because you have it on auto, that doesn't mean, well, hopefully you have it on auto. But some people just think, ah, oh, my daylight running lights are on. Yeah, at the front, not the back. Your back lights are pretty important. People need to know if you're braking or not. Okay? Just turn the lights on. They can see it's much, much better. They should know you're braking. Hopefully your brake lights work. Let's get to the uh, oil report. Brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Trust me. Safety features, uh, they have them all. Virtually impossible almost to have your lights off when you have a Volvo, which is nice. And right now, all 2023 models, you can get an additional $5,000 off the price. Right now at VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. We uh, welcome in Robin uh, Brownlee, Ruben Bronte from uh, Oilers Nation and uh, Rubes. Uh, you know, it's Captain Obvious. Hey, the order's got to step up. Even if McDavid wasn't injured, the orders have to uh, start playing better. They're 1-3-1 and one, uh, at this juncture. I don't think they played awful against Winnipeg. Uh, in fact, they outplayed and they outshot them. Um, you know, they shot themselves in the foot again with another shorthanded goal. Uh, or, sorry, another power play goal. No, shorthanded goal given up on their power play. So, you know, that's two games in a row. And it, uh, the odds when you give up a shorty really lower that your chances of winning. Uh, I expect Jack Campbell to get the start tomorrow night. And I, I'm kind of curious, what would you do for lines? Do you think he just sticks with uh, McDavid with Hy- or Mc- Drysaddle with Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Yanmark with Fogel, and then just slides Kane up to that top line, moves Holloway up with uh, Brown and McLeod? Or do you think he separates and has Hyman and Kane, one of them, each with Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins? I think I'd go with that early one you mentioned, Jason. Um, there's enough change already with this injury. Uh, make as few changes as possible so people aren't uh, having to get used to new line mates on the fly. I uh, want to say, too, before I go on, I was wondering before I read your piece, you jumped on that piece about the last time. I was thinking, okay, when was that that was 2020 how long was it i started looking it up and then the piece runs on oilers nation that tells you about everything you wanted to see about that club and what they did to go three two and one and the thing to bring it today is this and you touched on it i think this club is far more capable of taking up that slack uh with mcdavid out than that the the last team was. This is a better team. This is a deeper team. What they need to do is what they needed to do before he got hurt. Get the PK going, get a little bit more consistent in goal, and you're going to win some hockey games. Now they have to do it without him. I don't see it as a major problem. What, are they going to go worse than one game or one win in five games? I don't see it. I think they'll... I mean, not that it's world beating and you're uh, it's setting the bar low, but they will match this next record if he's gone for five games. If he's gone for three, we'll see what it is. But this is a team that can. Uh, you know, I look at the head of the lineup, and this is a, this is a far better team. Well, definitely up front, their goaltenders haven't been better. Mike Smith and Koskinen were excellent in that run. And their penalty kill was outstanding at uh, enough, yeah. 18 for 18. And so, you know what, guys just have to step up and play better. Um, you know what, uh, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner got to make a few more saves. Uh, the team has to limit some uh, some danger chances from the slot. Uh, they need other guys to step up offensively. Because even if McDavid's in the lineup, you can't have your bottom six never scoring a goal. 
So, you know what, uh, somebody getting one would be the first of the season, which obviously isn't ideal uh, at this point. So I'm very curious to see how they respond as a group. I honestly think this could, a little bit of adversity can be a positive thing. And this could be one where, you know what, you hear, ah, geez, they're waiting, they're looking, hey, let's just play safe. And, and uh, you know, McDavid's line or our power play will eventually win us the game. Um, their power play is still going to be good. I don't expect it to be 32% good. Who knows? Maybe they are for three or four games. But it's more so, yeah. what can they do on the penalty kill and goaltending? Can Jack Campbell do what he did last year? Remember in January and February for nine games? He was outstanding. He's got to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's the big difference. I didn't realize it was 18 for 18 that last time. But that's been something this season that can get better. And you know what that is? Uh, coaches will tell you often, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the chalkboard stuff or the whiteboard stuff. But a lot of the PK, you need some stops and you need to work hard and you need to get on the, you know, you need to be consistent in your, in your gaps. If you're playing the box, um, you just can do, you don't need Connor McDavid, uh, to have a good PK. So get, get that in shape. The penalty, the power play has been fine. Uh, real, uh, surprisingly good, actually. Um, get that done. Let's have a consistent start to finish game uh, from from Skinner and from Campbell. If Campbell's the guy, he he got it together a little bit. It was unfortunate the last time out uh, with Skinner that little bit of hesitation that caught you know on the goal. That doesn't mean he played poorly, but uh, it's nice if you can get the win. So. They're not that far off, and I know some people are going to do the eye roll. Oh, sure. Um, and I made a little fun of myself this morning and what I wrote. You know, two weeks ago, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. So what am I going to say? If I'm saying now that Connor McDavid being out for three games or maybe five is going to uh, upend them and end the season, then I probably didn't look at the team close enough to start the year. I think they're going to be fine. Tighten up that peak. Be more consistent in the blue paint, and they should be fine. I don't think this next three or five games makes or breaks their season, but it does give them the opportunity to get into some good habits. It can give them some positivity. What it might do, though, is is almost wipe out a chance if they really flounder of uh, of getting home ice advantage in the second or third round because uh, Vegas and Colorado are on absolute heaters. And are already uh, seven to nine yeah. points ahead of the orders uh, early on. So you know you're playing catch up, and it's just it's difficult to make up that much ground uh, unless uh, you know one or both of those teams really goes on a struggle themselves, or the orders. Because remember, the orders went on a ridiculous heater last year. They had the second best record in the NHL in the final thirty games, and they still couldn't catch them. So um, to me, their, their goal is the Stanley Cup. I don't think a slow start derails their playoff chances. I just think it makes their Cup chances way harder because they're likely going to have to go into Vegas and then maybe into Colorado in the second and third rounds. Well, Vegas. I mean that that they're you know hotter than a three dollar pistol to borrow an old term. Um, I kind of disagree with you. You don't want to be this far behind. Obviously, it's not a plan. But uh, if you're talking nine points back at the 40-game mark and you do the math, I mean, it's not good now. Don't get me wrong. But if you're if you're that kind of gap back 
at the 40 game mark, then you start doing the, okay, if they do this, what, what do the Oilers have to do? I think there's still time. What you don't want is an extension of this. And if that's, if that's what you're talking about, I completely agree. You don't have to close that gap now, but you don't want to see it 11, 12 or 13 points, uh, uh, two weeks from now. That's for sure. You look at them uh, defensively. Nurse and CeCe's numbers have actually been very strong. Uh, you know, Ekholm's a guy who didn't play all preseason. I think the rust has shown. Bouchard's had uh, uh, some fits of decent and then some uh, some real struggles. Uh, no question about it. Some are wondering, uh, would you put Bouchard with Kulak and maybe just lessen his minutes and his quality of competition and try DeHarnay or Broberg for a few, a few shifts with Ekholm? I don't see it there yet. But if Bouchard's struggles continue, then they might have to look at that change for a short period of time. Yeah, he's had a couple of spots in games, whether they were uh, one really bad shift or back-to-back shifts where there were, were mistakes where he just went, holy cow, man, just get off the ice and gather yourself. He's just... He's appeared to to not be thinking properly, or he's or he's backed off a puck that he should have gone and got. He's played a little bit soft here and there. Evan uh, Bouchard's never going to be uh, a guy who forwards are watching for when they cross the blue line. He's not that kind of "I'm going to get you" hitter, but. There are times when he's got to be a little bit more aggressive. That, And I know that's not his nature, so it's difficult to do. Sometimes you ask of players what doesn't come natural to them. We don't need him to be uh, a fearsome, ferocious hitter, but he does need to get in the way a little bit more often, uh, especially if he breaks slowly. Sometimes he breaks slowly on the puck. And he doesn't take the puck or the man. And then you're 0 for 2 on a play, and now you're backing into the goal wondering when the uh, if the chance is going to go into the net. A little less of that would be great. Uh, I don't know if you need to lessen his ice time that much. I think if you trust him and you don't think the strides that he made last year, and he was playing well when Ekholm came along, uh, I don't know that you back him right off that. You can only go so long saying it's okay, kid, get back out there. But I don't think he's reached the point where you you, you rein him in a little bit because you never know. Still a young player. Does that hurt the confidence? Um, which isn't a bad thing if it helps the team. His confidence isn't why they play the games. But I don't know that he's been terrible. I just think he needs uh, – he's missed the guy he had beside him uh, for those last 21 games last season because – Let's face it, Echo, no matter who he's played with, has had to shake off the rust that uh, he picked up during camp and offseason, and it's not easy. He's a veteran. He can think the game and work and, and think his way around the ice, but your legs still have to be in gear. And with that kind of injury, that might take a little longer, and I think that's what we're seeing from him right now. Do you think the Edmonton Elks are going to uh, make a change at the GM position, who is also their head coach and defensive mm. coordinator. I would like to see Jones relieve himself of the duties in one of those positions at least. Uh, he didn't forget how to run a football team this year or since coming to, to Edmonton, but... Uh, but has he ever been good at it, I just think Robin? He's, wearing... he's never been good. He doesn't like look at his record as a GM. It's never been good. 
right? Like, mm. I, it, well, look at it. He he's eight and uh, twenty eight in Edmonton, and he was twenty eight and twenty seven in Saskatchewan. Well, that's- right. So if you combine yeah. the two numbers, yeah, it's a mediocre, terrible record. Yeah. I see the problem here, though, Jason, as three different jobs. We can argue about his competency as a, a GM, uh, but I just think he's got too much on his plate. There's good coaches out there. Bring somebody in. Part of being a, a good GM is knowing how to delegate. Bring in smart people. Surround yourself with good people, and, and you should be fine. I just think... We haven't seen it work uh, these last couple years. So, I mean, there there was a change made. Finally, the, the offense got out of its own way once Trey Ford came in. Uh, so I don't know if that was the uh, change in offense or change in personnel. Probably a bit of both. But uh, I just think you don't, you don't need to have three jobs. I mean, come on, it's not uh, it's not community football. You can afford to bring in a coach, I would hope. Uh, his record as a GM and head coach is 35 wins, 55 losses. And I just, um, he was 27 and 27. I lied. He was 27 and 27. So he's 500 in three years in Saskatchewan. And uh, obviously the last two years in Edmonton, uh, everybody knows what happens, uh, uh, has not been good at all. I just, you're right. He can't do all three, but name the last time a guy was like, okay, like if he relinquishes the head coaching duties, his track record as a GM is much worse than his track record as a head coach. That's where I see the issue. And so yep. if he relinquishes a GM job and now he brings in someone else to be the GM, does he, is, is he confident enough to say, okay, well, you know what? I'll let my coaching record stand for itself. We'll see. Maybe he is, right? And maybe he recognizes, well, you know what? There, there's not many other places in the league that are looking for head coaches right now. Right now Saskatchewan is, but I don't see him going back there. Although, you know, Edmonton brought him back, so I guess I should never say never. But uh, something tells me he probably won't be going back to Saskatchewan, uh, how it ended there. So, you know, when he left Edmonton, he was a winner, and everyone was like, oh, Chris Jones is, is great. I think he's very good as a head coach. He can't do all three jobs. Yeah. And his biggest problem as a head coach was he didn't care enough about the offense to get rid of his offensive coordinator last offseason when he should have because he had five years to see that McAdoo wasn't good, wasn't aggressive enough. And then yep. he, and he wasted this season. By, by doing so, right? Like, they might have made the playoffs. I'm not saying they, w- they wouldn't have won anything. That, you know, they weren't going to beat BC. They weren't going to beat uh, Winnipeg and go to the Great Cup. You know, that wasn't going to happen, even if they started Trey Ford in, in week one. But they might have got a home playoff date, right? And maybe, maybe they would have surprised the team and never known be close in the semifinal and get some experience for your young team. So, to me, I kind of look at this year as a wasted year, honestly. Like, uh, you got Trey Ford for half the season when you could have had him for the full season. And uh, you wasted your offensive coordinator for nine games. And like the season, oh, now the season's over. Now we'll make a change, right? So I didn't like that either. So I don't know. To me. And you, and you gave you gave the fans who pay to come in and watch you garbage at home for most of the season. That's the other problem. <laughs> yes. I, it was unwatchable at times. So I'll be curious to see. I, I was told, but, you know, I can't get 100% certainty, but it sounds like the CFL might be agreeing to to waive that management uh um penalty for the elk so it doesn't uh yeah. you know they get like a one time escape out of jail card right and i think the other teams around the league recognize why you'd want that so you know we'll see if it happens yeah. but uh it's a big decision and it's one where i think they got to move on it quickly 
And if they bring Chris Jones back in all three roles, I don't see them uh, improving that much. Like they might make the playoffs eventually, sure, because Saskatchewan and Calgary aren't juggernauts. But I don't see them really competing because I think doing all three jobs is too hard to do. Well, the and the the positive is though, Jason. Um, maybe we got a chance to see a win at Commonwealth Stadium this year by an Edmonton team in the next little while here. That would be nice. Well, yeah, the few. Well, the Elks did, did win a few games at home, finally, thankfully. So, Rubes, have a good one. We'll talk to you Thursday. Finally, yeah. yeah, only took a few Okay, years. Jason, see you later. That's uh, Robin Brownlee, a.k.a. Ruben Bronte. And the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton ended up with a little uh, green and gold at the end. But come on, let me know what you think as uh, Elks fans. What would you do? And uh, could Chris Jones relinquish the... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Because I think he's better. His record will tell you it's better when he's the head coach than he is as a GM. So if there is a role that you, if you wanted to keep him around, that's the role that would make the most sense. Keeping around as a GM doesn't make a lot of sense. So we'll see what they do. Come back. We got uh, Cam Tate. Also, uh, we'll break down the uh, injury because we, that, this is a really good question. Hey, guys, didn't Christian McCaffrey have an oblique tear and now he's playing this week? Well, it shows you there's different levels of tears. And we're going to talk about how even when you work out, you in theory do want to tear your muscles. Obviously not too much. So what's the degree of tears? We'll talk to an expert coming up next. Well, Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 245, we're going to get to uh, Grant Fedork uh, momentarily. But first, it's the uh, two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Uh, if you missed it uh, or don't know, just join us maybe for the first time. Uh, Cam Tate, a longtime reporter in Edmonton. Uh, Cam has cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. And uh, due to cerebral palsy, he, he struggles uh, at times uh, being very clear when he speaks. But uh, with the wonders of technology... Uh, he allowed now to get his words on the radio, and he joins us for a two-minute warning every Monday and Friday. 
It's Monday, October 23rd, the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. They call me fast, Eddie. Every now and then we have to step, or in my case, wheel back and ask ourselves what is important, really important, and make an unselfish, keyword there, Grandpa Unselfish. Look at things. We all want Connor McDavid to play in Sunday's Heritage Classic. You kidding me? To see number 97 blast off from the Euler blue line and receive a pass before going into perform magic in the Calgary Flames end on outdoor ice in front of more than 50,000 fans. Give me chills. And it was only minus six this morning. We want that as fans, as media folks. The National Hockey League wants it too, for monetary reasons. And perhaps nobody wants it more than McDavid. So the obvious train of thought is to make that happen, use whatever it takes. But is that practical for all parties involved? The reality of McDavid missing the marquee game is something we must not only accept, but embrace. McDavid was injured in Saturday's Oiler 3, two loss to the Winnipeg Jets. The current word is the upper body injury will keep 97 on the shelf for one or two weeks. The Heritage Classic would be nine days after his injury. To rush him back is wrong. We have to put McDavid's health first. We have to support every effort to keep him in the best position to succeed for many years to come. In today's supercharged society where everything is fast, fast food, fast internet, fast cars, recovering from and injury, Oregon and illness, is as individual as it comes. The natural healing process has an end point that nobody can predict. To even the person recovering, it absolutely cannot be rushed. Of course, it's disappointing to think McDavid could miss the Heritage Classic. But from where I sit on this snowy Monday, keeping McDavid safe and healthy so he can play many more years is far more important than any single game. The two-minute warning Mondays, Fridays, the Jason Greger Show on Sports, 1440. There you go, Cam Tate, uh, talking about McDavid. And you know what? I think Matthias Ekholm would tell you that they're not going to rush him back. I think people would like him back. I, it's it's okay for people to say, hey, yeah, we'd like him back. Or, hey, you know what? The league would want him back, of course. It's one of their marquee events of the year. And uh, you want the best player involved. But Sidney Crosby sat out doing injuries before from some marquee events and so have others. So if McDavid's ready, he'll play. If he isn't ready, he's not going to play. While the league might want him to, trust me, there's not going to be somebody calling TD Force and saying, hey, TD, make sure you give him the green light, okay? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I'll tell you that right now, for sure. McDavid might be pressuring him because the players always want to come back. Trust me. There are, no, I feel good because there is. you can feel good. You can walk around and feel good. But then you've got to go mock 100 in a game. That's different. And uh, let's get to the injury report. Uh, nice little segue in. Brought to you by Leading Edge Physio, where, hey, professional athletes, they have all the uh, great training, uh, aquatic therapy, radial shockwaves, zero-gravity treadmills, and more. Well, you deserve the same, Weekend Warrior. You want to get back in the game, back in the run, back in the bike? Go to leadingedgephysio.com, and they will help you out as uh, Grant Fedorik joins us now. And, Grant, uh, welcome back to the show. 
Um, I want to talk about the severity of tears because um, when people hear the word tear, they're like, oh, my God, he tore something. Because, yeah, you tear your ACL and you're out six months usually, right? Um, but I know when you actually work out, you actually do tear your muscles, obviously small fabric, a, a small part of it, and then it rehabs and you're better the next day, right? It repairs itself. So what are the degrees of tears? Like when they say one to two week, is that like a strain? What, what, do you, what do you, as a guy who's treated a lot of athletes, like what's a like what's the severity and difference in tears well they're all strains okay. so they're just different degrees a tear and a strain synonymous okay so when we strain refers to a muscle sprain refers to a ligament so when you're talking about the acl we would say sprain when you're talking about a muscle hamstring you name it in his region could be a lot of different things that were strained okay uh then we're t- then we're talking about a muscle First degree, small amount of tearing, just very, very little amount. Um, we, we usually refer to those as more mild. Okay. And then second degree is where you get into this huge area. It's where if you picture a little piece of tissue, just like literally tissue paper with just a tiny little bit of a rip at the beginning, we'd call that a first degree. Okay. Now from sec- second degree would be anything from that all the way across until it's just about to tear right apart okay. that's all second degree so in the second degree world it's a lot harder to differentiate like what severity it is those would be more moderate to severe you really capture both third degree it's just ripped right off so it depends now we we can there's a whole con- bunch of conjecture you can take from a one to two week recovery likely it's in the first degree realm very rarely do you see a second degree uh injury that's returning to sport or activity inside of six weeks you're really you're hearing the number six weeks plus when you're first degree you're looking at anything from one to three up to six if it's you know if it's a little bit more of a significant first degree injury so now you saw that you know I, I, you've seen the video you you watch mcdavid I, i'm not going to speculate on what it is but so if you look at the area that could be oblique right maybe it's a, a hip flexor maybe it's your back so what, let's just start with obliques there um in your experience because like christian mccaffrey for instance they announced last week he had a you know oblique tear obviously it was a first degree mm-hmm. because he's going to play tonight that was eight days yeah. right so right. An, an oblique tear clearly mccaffrey proves it it can be a week um what about like what can you tear in your back per se well, there's a so your oblique actually is comes off of your. It depends on which oblique we're talking about. There's internal and external obliques, and okay. without getting into it, the one where he's got his hand kind of on his side there, that's most likely his external oblique. Okay. Um, so that's definitely in the region, in the realm of of where he had. Again, we're guessing. So you're asking me what could it be, or wh- what area level especially if we're talking about a strain could be a muscle off that comes off of the back it's called quadratus lumborum it's a pretty powerful lower back muscle that comes off of the um, iliac crest as well you've got a lot of muscles that wrap around toward the back as well longismus uh, iliocostalis so those are just what we call um, paraspinal muscles any one of those muscles could have been injured as we wrap around to the side and and toward the lower back so again it's it's a guessing game because we're playing off of it's a two-week injury so we definitely think it's a more of a minor um strain type of an issue and then what did he do i can tell you if it's the obliques though 
rest is very important. Okay. Very important. In fact, the recovery of that tissue is, is almost necessitates somebody get away from activity for seven to 10 days in that window. Um, but then again, these guys are high end athletes. We've had this conversation before. They've got everything going for them. They're yeah. young, they're physically fit. They, their nutrition is at levels you and I have never eaten as well as they do. Uh, none of them smoke. They don't do any of the things that prevent injuries from recovering. Uh, and so they've got a better likelihood and a higher likelihood of making a good recovery. So, as Grant Fedora joins us from Leading Edge Physio, and Grant, when you, when you look at a at a McDavid, and you know, you talk about that rehab, and rest is obviously super important. But the advancements now in rehab, like Christian McCaffrey, they talk about how he had this a team working around with him to do everything, right? Like, other than rest, what's the new best treatments to to help facilitate, you know, either a first or a second degree strain? Well, it's not about new and best all the time. We we like to pride ourselves in having technology to give us a, a, assist in the recovery of okay. a lot of these problems. But sometimes good old-fashioned care is, is necessitated by, you know, ice, compression. You're not elevating the, the back or the ribs or anything like that. But certainly giving – as soon as that injury happened, hit, getting all of the right – diagnosis is number one. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about technology in rehab, um, getting it right with a diagnosis early is going to make a huge amount of difference. So, yeah. you know, what, whatever they did right away, and he would have had access to everything they need to diagnose it right. Because if, if you go off on the wrong tangent, that's going to obviously delay the recovery. So if we're talking technology, that is where it starts, getting the right treatment for the right problem at the right time. Technology-wise, there is a lot of things that we can do. We also treat these a lot different than we used to. So when I say rest, it's smart rest. doesn't mean that he's just laying in bed. In fact, I would pretty much guarantee you he's not. He's probably doing things that will actually increase the circulation to the area. So depending on what he did, he's probably doing some type of protected cardiovascular exercise, increases metabolism, get all of the important nutrition to the area so that it does heal properly but we got to protect that area because I always say it this way. And it's really important for people listening. It, you know, you might not be Connor McDavid, but the body still is what the body is going to do. And if you have a first degree, like I used the analogy early on talking about the tissue, it can become a second degree, very easy. You know, mm. if you put the wrong stress on a first degree in the wrong time, that one to three week recovery becomes a six week recovery because you've stressed it more and beyond its capability to recover. Your body is laying down collagen. It's trying to sew it. And if you just keep pulling on the tissue, literally the tissue paper, like I use the analogy, it's going to rip further and it's going to prevent the recovery in that early stage. So early on getting the diagnosis, right. And the management techniques, it's not about technology. It's not necessarily about technology, although there is technology that can get them moving in a safe environment. So uh, examples would be things like zero gravity treadmills and things like that, depending on what part of his body has been injured. And again, we're guessing here. So, yeah. Now everybody always is, oh, rushing players back. I'm not really sure people rush, but maybe in the playoffs, it might be different, but you know, like look at Matias Ekholm. He thought it was going to be short term. He ended up being out all of training camp, but you know, uh, didn't rush back and then played. And just because it was right, I think now, you know, uh, no, no rehab therapist wants to be the one who rushes somebody back. But what about, when when you have let's and let's just say first degree just because we're being you know like positive and let's just assume it's a first degree whether it's the oblique whether it's a hip flex or whatever it is, um, what are the things and are is there increased 
probability of re-aggravating it? One area over the other, you know, back, oblique, hip. Is there one that's more susceptible to uh, to a well, re- the oblique is the oblique is one of those okay. um, for sure. There's no question about it. That's why I was saying it's essential in the first few days of getting the right diagnosis. Uh, a strain in the back, as for an, as an example, is something we would actually get somebody moving a little bit earlier. We might actually there's a there's a lot of supportive tissue. The oblique's not one that uh, gets a ton of support uh it definitely has a lot of stress to it and um those muscle fibers just aren't as conducive to i I, i'm going to say that they heal well if they're treated properly let's put it that way but if not it can definitely lead to other problems hip flexors can be a different are a difficult case too because it depends on the health of the hip itself there can be issues with the hip especially high-end athletes look at what football players and hockey players put themselves through so there's different things that can happen as far as what's going on in t- inside of their hip, even at a young age, they're starting to show some arthritic changes. Things like that can all play a role in their recovery. But I think the most important thing is you hit it on the head. It depends on the point in the season that these guys are performing. So rushing back early, rarely is it the is the medical professionals the one that are doing that. It's almost always the player. The player wants to be back. They want to contribute. They're they're geared to go. You know, a racehorse is geared to run. A hockey player is geared to play hockey. That's what they want to do. So they're usually the ones pushing, saying, I'm good, I'm good. But probably the most important thing also for people to realize is tissues in the body heals on its time frame. It's in our DNA. Yeah. <laughs> All the technology in the world give us the best chance to recover, but you certainly cannot make the body do something that it's not meant to do on its own. Okay, so one last one. Do you find, so well then certain people, just now, I I know you mentioned about how professional athletes probably have a better advantage, but even amongst professional athletes, are some going to have a DNA that heals quicker than others? So some people are, you know, again, that's getting into geneticist kind of territory, and we certainly do talk about some people are good healers and some aren't. There is evidence that some people perceive pain obviously different than other people perceive pain that's a genetic factor as far as healing go it goes there's certainly something in the dna that allows some people to have more complete and better healing than others grant great stuff man we appreciate your time uh we'll chat with yeah and i think i, I think it goes without saying we all wish them the fastest recovery but i always say the most complete recovery we just want them back and performing well for the whole season not just for the heritage classic makes a lot of sense that is uh physio so first degree second degree third degree obviously third degree being the worst that's a complete tear obviously he doesn't have that or they wouldn't have said one to two weeks um it would seem like it's a first degree based on the timeline of one to two weeks and i think christian mccaffrey is a great example here's a player had a, an oblique tear which clearly was a first degree because he's now going to play a week later on a monday night football so we'll uh we'll see for mcdavid i guess you could say there's a chance he plays next Sunday in the Heritage Classic, but I don't believe that the the orders or even McDavid is going to run or rush it back. Like these guys are finely tuned machines; they know when things are a little bit off. And as much as you want to play, if McDavid doesn't play Sunday, he then doesn't have to play again until Thursday. It's an extra four days rest, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's another factor to consider. The orders, the schedule maker kind of gave him the favor a little bit here when you look at the timing of McDavid um, because they play from the time of his injury. You would look at two weeks, they only play four games. So not terrible. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley in a sports.
1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. B-I-E-E-N-G.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.